our like weird starts to the episodes. That's yet. true. What was what did we say we were? Gonna we do? had like sexy voice then, and we, we had announcer yeah. voice. But this was the awkward pause. Awkward pause. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm Leah. By the way, I forgot to introduce oh, myself. Oh, I'm Jerica. I think you said to them, I just, uh, we did awkward pause start. Uh, <laughs> for those of you, it, it was suspenseful. You Suspense. Know? What am yeah. I listening to? What yeah, is we started this and then it was a silence and it was a weird laugh and mm. then we really got into it. Yeah. Well, um, welcome again to We'd Rather Be Reading. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Leah. And today we are talking about another romance book that we chose during our wine induced state. But you know yeah. what? Loved it. Yeah, but this one, I feel the reason why we like this and the reason why we chose this was because it's narrated by Aaron Mallon, which is one of your requirements for all books. All books. Forward. <laughs> all and books it's separate. written by Bo- <clears throat> Serena Bowen, which is one of the authors I actually enjoy her books. Yeah. So I was like, this is perfect. It's called Lies and Lullabies, and it's the first book we started at book number one oh, in the Hush Note series. Oh, this is a continuation. Thing. Yes. The second book is about the drummer. Of the band, <gasps> oh, the okay. Yeah, so we're going to have to keep reading these because they were The drummer is the girl. Yes. Oh, that would be cool. So Serena Bowen writes steamy contemporary romances in the green mountains of Vermont. She enjoys skiing, espresso drinks, and a nice glass of wine. I like her. I like her too. I like that she writes she likes skiing. That's not... Most people are like, I like coffee and my dog. You know, that's like the majority of authors. (laughs) She lives with her family, eight chickens, and more ski gear and hockey equipment than seems necessary. So I think this is also why I like Serena Bowen's hockey romance, because they're not fantastically out of touch with reality, like like some of the other hockey books uh, we read recently. Um, and then it turns out that I was really, really bad at taking notes for this book. I think oh. it's because I got into it. So these are all my notes. That's <laughs> which, more notes than I Which wrote. says nothing. I think I found a continuity thing. And then I write, this was a bit of a sweet story. The rock star bit felt a bit unreal because he had very little control over his own schedule and his own life, which felt unreasonable when they're at that level. I feel like you get more control the more famous you get kind of thing over what you want to do with your life. Um, and I didn't mind the kid. She was cute. Okay, This was right. literally Yay. all of my notes on this book. So can you t- <laughs> take a crack well, at summarizing let's, this? <laughs> let's go all the way back to the beginning so yes. that our listeners understand what we're talking about. And let's what? look at the they cover. Have to explain stuff? Let's look at the cover. Yeah, I hate this cover. Can you just say this I hate it? This cover was so bad. I would not have chosen this book based on no. this cover. First off, he looks like he's in his 50s. He very much looks old and rough and raggedy, like he's been through all of the drugs in his life, yeah. and not really sexy in any way. No, he just looks too old, because he's, what, 30 mm. in this book? Yeah. He, he looks 50. Like, he looks like the cover. Aerosmith something, you know, or whatever. You reminded me. Metallica went. Um, and that's the thing, too. Like, they make them seem, it's about this band called Hush Notes. Right. Where he's the lead singer, Jonas. <laughs> Uh, but he, one summer he spent, uh, living as a border in, uh, by a lake in Maine. And during that summer he befriended the, a local girl called Kira. Is that Kira? It's not Kira. What's her name then? Is it Kira? Is that Kira? I think it's Kira. Am I crazy? Is it Kira? <laughs> no. My Kira, brain is just Kira. mush. My brain is okay. mush. 
Uh, I'm gonna have to look it up now. Uh, lies and love. But I think you're right that it's curious, but I think that they had, like, pet names for each other throughout the book, so we no, didn't actually she get calls, her. She calls, um, she, he, he calls himself John, uh, instead yeah, of Jonas, so she doesn't right. actually know who he is, and it's Nest Lake is where they're at, uh, and her name is, it doesn't actually say her name. Lovely. What is her name? <laughs> She is nameless. Kira, Kira. It is Kira. It is okay, Kira. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, and this summer he's there. He befriends this girl Kira, who uh, whose father owns the local like grocery store, convenience store kind of thing. And she has a little cafe in the back where she makes food. And um, and he well doesn't cook for himself, so he goes there and she starts making food for him every day. And they strike up a friendship, and it's very right. platonic the whole thing, the whole summer. Because we find out during their friendship that she was assaulted in Boston recently and she was raped. Yeah. So she has trauma from that. Yep. She also has an ex-boyfriend who is abroad overseas in the army mm-hmm. in Afghanistan and he is escaping his real life to have like a pause and also write for his album. So he goes under a pseudonym of John Smith. So nobody knows who he is and he just has this summer being a friend with her because he knows it can't go anywhere because... He hasn't even told her what his real name is. No, and and it's just friends, and he's it's part of his thing, Jonas, that he wants to kind of have this relationship with her as friends and not have the romance aspect of it because he feels that he's been living maybe a little bit too much of the rock star life, you know, mm-hmm. and and taking too much from girls and not actually like finding them. like bond and and making it about the friendship. So. Um, so that's part of it. So they have a... And then right as he's about to leave, she basically tells him that, look, I want to sleep with you. Um, this happened to me and I want to be with someone that I feel safe with. Would you do this for me? And then they end up sleeping together. Uh, and she takes care of the birth control unsuccessfully, we may say. Yeah. And there's a baby that came out of this uh, one can night we, Can we union. talk about this birth control for a hot minute? Yeah. Birth control gel? Is this a thing? Well, it's a sperm-killing gel, right? But I don't think I've ever heard of it being used just on its own. It's kind of like if you wear, you know, the stuff that you put in there and you put the gel on top because it's like a double protection thing. Like I have the, not heard of this gel, though I don't I even three know what it's kids, called, so like I'm not the, really great the, I, I only come up with the Swedish word for it now. But there's like a thing that you can put up mm-hmm. that like blocks access to... Like a cup or a Yeah, sponge. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think you use the, the, the gel with that to kind of double stop double stop it. But I, I don't think I've ever heard of it being used like on its own. But I, I, what do I know? Nothing. I well, know nothing. she also knows nothing because the yeah. very first time she had sex after her oh. incident, she got Gets pregnant. And a, a baby comes out of this. But she doesn't know who the father's real name is and has no, no way of contacting well, him. Well, she has a way of contacting him because she has... Uh, well, he leaves her phone number, his phone number with her, but she doesn't have it. No, it rubbed but off then, during their sexy times. Yeah, but then um, he's forgotten his guitar, and yeah. when it gets sent back, she sends a letter with it saying... That was the only last yeah. way. And it says, I love you, in the letter. Yeah. And he decides, my life is too fucked up for me to respond to this, but... He does love her because he brings his letter with him oh, yeah. he keeps for it. the next four years all around the world on all the tours as his band becomes more and more successful. After she gives birth and the baby's about one and a half, she goes into a record store and sees his face on a record and realizes 
the father of the baby is not John Smith, but is Jonas yeah. Smith, this famous uh, rock musician. And she stalks him a little bit online, like yeah. as you would. And uh, but she feels at that point it's kind of it's gone on for too long. Um, she can't really contact him. She's doing okay with the baby. Like she doesn't she doesn't need her and uh, her brother are are to raising the baby together. Yeah, and her brother is gay. I, not that it matters. And have a grumpy father, but that's just side story stuff. Yeah, and he loves the kid. Um, so then Jonas and his band are about to play at a venue near this little village. Mm-hmm. And he and the drummer walk into the village. He's like, I'm going to show you this place. And he doesn't assume that he's going to see this girl, but he does. And yep. they kiss immediately, like long-lost lovers would. Mm-hmm. And then she realizes, oh, now I've just kissed him. She sees his drummer. She thinks she just kissed him in front of his girlfriend. And mm-hmm. fuck, I got to tell him about our kid now. So she yep. kind of like runs away and they don't uh, deal with it until the next day. He goes to the house, sees the kid, and just immediately clicks in that obviously this is my kid. Um, she looks like me yeah, and she's got she, the same eye color and stuff. So And the math adds up and mm-hmm. so there's a little bit of anger happening around there because why didn't you tell me? Okay, well why didn't you contact me? Why didn't you respond to my letter? So yeah. there's this back and forth while they try to build their relationship back up, but there's there's just too much unresolved angst still for it to be a healthy relationship. But still, she goes to the venue. They tell the baby or the four-year-old that uh, Vivi, this is your dad. Yeah, and she, she like, Vivi is, I, I loved Vivi in this book. Like, she's really too. sweet. She's the kid. She's four, uh, about to turn four. Which is, yeah. yeah. It's been five years anyway. So, Kira was 20 when she met him and he was 25. And now he's 30 and she's 25. 25. And the kid's about four. Uh, and she's like... She bosses her grandpa around. Yeah. She loves her uncle and he loves her back. And when she finds out that Jonah's her dad, she's like, are you my daddy? And he's like, actually, yes. yes. And then she's like, great. And then she tells everyone that it's her daddy. And everyone's like, but you don't have a dad. Are we sure about this? <laughs> no, like, she accepted him right away. That was really cute that there wasn't like that sort of plot where there was the, the kid was going to be angry at the dad. She just accepted him and she's a really cute kid. Very cute kid. So they go to his um, concert, mm-hmm. and they get so tired, they go back to the room, and he meets them back in the room, and they're sleeping on the bed, and he feels this overwhelming sense of home, and he seduces her into sleeping with him that night, I think. Yeah. And she admits to him that she hasn't slept with anybody since mm-hmm. him. And he can't say the same because, well, he's a rock star. He's been man Um But then I found that even I, honestly, like, you're usually the one who's like, talk to each other, do yeah. conversation. Like, these people are terrible at talking to each other. He, got, he was pretty good at it, but she was very much like, as soon as she ran into any kind of, instead of yeah. asking him about it, instead of like getting answers, instead of communicating, she would just shut down and like ignore his calls, ignore his sex messages, like not talk to him, not talk to him, not talk to him until he would be like, why are you not talking to me? And then it's like the, the drummer of his band, the girl, she, mm. she was trying to sabotage them by letting like some other woman answer his phone when he's on tour and she can't be with him. And 
and and he confronts her right away like he makes her pick up the phone and, and yeah. like explain why would you do that and why are you trying to ruin this for me kind of thing but and also he, when he says to her how could you think that I cheated on you or that I was with another woman? And she's like, well, we're not together and you're a rock star and this has yeah. been your life for the last how many ever years. So yeah, duh. Yeah. But I didn't like you trying to throw it back on her. I was like, no, uh, you're losing this fight. You're for sure. But she was also not talking to her. Like it was, it was kind of like the, the problem with their entire relationship was just her not talking to him. Yeah. Like, her running away from him at all times. Like, he had to chase her down, like, a lot of the times and just be like, please listen to me. I just want to explain what's going on. And she'd be like, no. Nah. True. I liked her brother yeah. and how he had a dry spell but then slept with the big black tour manager yeah, And guy. I kept waiting for, like, the tour manager to be book two because yeah. it's a series. But it's the drummer who's the book two, but I'm sure we're going to see. And and the, the guitar player has, has, like, issues. He gets very sad and, and destructive in the summer. Yeah, and, stuff. and he ODs. I cannot wait to read his book. I like, know, that's going like to be gonna really moody for sure. Yeah. Because why is he so down? That's what we don't know. Why did he do all those drugs and not yeah. want to live? But I find that that what I really liked about this book, I mean, it, it was it was steamy. Yeah. There was drama. But Kira and Jonas were actually like a sweet couple when they got together. Like he really loved her and, and he he really wanted the family. And I love that he finds out that he has a kid and it's immediate. It's not like, ugh, show me proof. It was like, yeah, I can see that she's mine. Like I have eyes. But there was some lawyer stuff, which is realistic like, yeah. in that sort of oh, world. For sure. Uh, but he gets around and says, like, basically, I trust you. Like, I know you. You wouldn't yeah. lie to me. And and he really wants to be a good dad, like from from the get go. I really like that. Like that's I don't usually like kids in my books, but mm. but it was it was sexy with a, a dad that's like has this sprung on him, and is, instead of having like a existential crisis of my life is now going to be ruined and I'm going to be tied down forever, you know, it's just like this is a freaking great kid. Let's have more because this was his I whole know. thing too. Like yeah. he wanted to have more babies because he wanted to be there through the pregnancy. He wanted yeah. to be there for the birth. That was very sweet. Yeah. And there was another side part of the story. Oh yeah, that there was music in this book. So <laughs> the first time they started singing, I'm like, what is going on? So Did first I accidentally foremost, turn all Spotify? Because, because of the cover, I just identified him as Dave Grohl. Like, that's just what he looks like to me on the cover. And so that's what he looked like to me in the book also. And then I thought his band was a band where it was like actual rock music, like Foo yeah. Fighters kind of thing. But then so too. it was like, beep, boom, beep. And the music came on and it was basically like, hey, there, Delilah. And I was like, what? But it was so out of care. And it was honestly like, Serena, I love you. You're a fantastic freaking author. But don't change day jobs and start writing music because that was just not good. The lyrics was terrible. And even the melody was not good. And the whole thing that is like, he called her sweetness. And then the song, sweetness. And I'm like, oh, God. So, I know. It's you not know, great. Like, you know, I have a hard time with ballads anyways. I would not love to be serenaded. It's like not in a, like a wish 
Oh, you never had one of those where you lived and then there's a group of people, there's always someone with a guitar that's like, hey, 1,000% I have been serenaded by this guy. Let me play you His song. name was James Arthur and he was going to be the next biggest thing. And he went to my high school and he did it to all the girls. To get all the girls, he sat down and played his guitar and serenaded them with his curly blonde locks. You know how much I love that. And it won me over for a You're little like, bit You're like, it worked? It, it worked? worked. <laughs> I do like serenades. Turns out I just, my no, previous statement was false. I just was like, focus on the hair. <laughs> Turn the ears so off. So beautiful. Just look at the pretty face. <laughs> think of the abs, Jerrica. There's think this, the abs. think of the abs. Um, there's this Swedish singer who sings like, kind of funny songs in a way. Like he's very, um, um, observations about society kind of songs and he has a song that's called like the troubadour and it's like when a singer songwriter once got like a whole like the chance to play his favorite song it's impossible to get him to stop like if he has started plucking his guitar you might as well just <laughs> and this it's true my i mean I don't. When I was in my early twenties and I was living in Brighton and stuff, whenever we had a party, there was at least one guy with a guitar at every single party. Yeah, that would be like, "Hey guys!" And that guy, let me play you something. Laid. Always got laid. Yeah, but everyone freaking hated it though. Like they did. Yeah, because it's always too long, and they always play, and it's like you have to turn off all the other music, and know. then everyone has to sit there. And Girls like, are moths to a fucking flame with guitar players. <laughs> Like we were, but it's the fingers. They they're very they got very quick fingers. This is say. true. They could do some work. And I was in Barcelona once with my girlfriend, just on a party trip, and we went to the beach in the evening time after dinner, and we hear a guitar, and we're like, ha 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 ha! Here we go. Here's our wings. Where, where's the guitar player? Where 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 where? Oh, a group of people singing and dancing to guitar music. There we go. Hello, friends. Hello, cute guy playing a guitar. What's your name? Doesn't matter. Don't tell me. <laughs> it's better in my head. Shh. <laughs> okay. Did you read the If I Stay book? The Gail Foreman. It, it was made into a movie with uh, Chloe Moretz uh, a few years back. But it's this movie. Uh, it, the book is really good. It's about a family that's in a car crash and only the daughter lives, but she's in oh. a coma. Mm. And the whole book, she's basically in a coma the entire book. And her boyfriend is by her side. And it's all flashbacks from her life and how, mm-hmm. and him telling her what their life can be like if she just stays. And she's kind of has like this out of body. So she feels like she's standing in, like looking at her own body. Like it's really good, the book. And she remembering like the good Versus how much it's going to hurt if she actually wakes up and has to deal with like her entire family dying, you know, kind of thing. And in that, she's a really good uh, cello player. And he's a really good guitarist. And his band is about to take off. And they have a section scene in that. Where she's in a coma? He, no, no, in a, like a flashback okay, okay. where he plays her like his guitar. Oh, and this sexy. is like the whole thing. So sexy. <laughs> I'm I'm approving of that. And if you want to serenade me, you could do it manually. <laughs> manually? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you should probably not read uh, if I... S- 
day I because the car crashed. I can't handle it. Something innate inside of me. Is it since you had babies or has it always been like this? No, I, I can't actually say because I don't think I was much of a crier before a baby. So it's probably after a baby. Because day. I cannot hear sirens since I had babies. Like to this day. And I mean, my babies are not freaking babies anymore. They're yeah, like yeah. more than a decade away from being into babies. But every time I hear sirens, I will cry. And there's, there's like no logic to Do it. not move to New York. No, Do but not it's like, maybe Montreal, it was terrible, you know. But it's just, I don't know, it's it's just, and it, it can be police, you know, it can be anything. But it's usually, it's like, I, 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 I feel like someone's hurt somewhere, this is sad, I should be sad. Yeah. I don't know, like I can't, and even if I like, I have to take like deep breaths and be like, nothing to cry about you know maybe it is something that has happened after and this came after the babies i mean i could definitely listen to sirens before the babies but this just changed the balance in my brain no but you know it's also made me listen to car crash i can't read car crash books i just cry i just like break down it's like your dad died in a car crash 30 years ago. You're and I'm like, like so it's sad. It's the saddest storyline I've ever read. <laughs> oh, well. We're going to try to Wait, avoid she, and a her, car crash. Her mom died in a car crash in this book, right? No, she was sick. I, I can't remember. But she, her mom is not there anyways. Right. Anyways, I would definitely recommend this book. Me too. Do not look at the cover because then it's just going to put you no, off don't look in at a cover. weird direction. It's but, good. <laughs> but read or listen to this book. Amazing narration. Of course, I am biased because I love Aaron Mallon. But I also really like the male narrator too, in yeah. this book as well. And they both did fantastic other gender voices too. Mm-hmm. Overall, like, really love this book. It surprised me because I did not think I was going to like it based on what it looked like. Yeah. So, happy surprise. Five stars. Five stars. I think, I don't know if I gave it five stars, but I was up there. I gave it lots of stars. And then I read out <laughs> the books and I gave them, like, hard, like hardly any stars. Um, I've been a bit stingy with my stars lately. You just marked it. No, you rated it. Good. What did I rate it? Four stars. Four stars. That was so good. Yeah, but I like her. I like Serena Bond. I like she the way she 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 builds stories and all of this and that. I mean, it can be tropey and sure. stuff. Um, but I I still like it, and I love all of her hockey books. Oh, cool! I haven't yes. read any of them, but I, I think, don't get into it because I really liked her. But she wrote she wrote a whole hockey ho- a series with L. Kennedy. Like they co-wrote no, it. No, yes, I have read those. Yes. But I read the one that she co-wrote with L. Kennedy. Remember, there was like the, the first book I read that was a thruple, mm-hmm. and I was like, Leah, <gasps> <laughs> Leah, I don't think I can listen to this family. <laughs> this is like way too sexy, so sexy. for <laughs> for me to listen to it when I'm not in just a closed room. I think I was like on a train or something listening to it. I had my head down like in shame. <laughs> Don't look directly in my eyes or else I might orgasm. <laughs> the next book we're talking about next week, yeah. there's a section scene in that where involving an ice cube. And I listened to that while at work and people were like right next to me. And I was like, head over, 
hand over your head. Like, just like, don't dying. give me. I'm in the middle. I'm like, no eye contact. I'm in the middle of a very sexy moment I'm like, in my this head. This is a very important phone call that I'm listening to. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> important so important. I need, to, <clears throat> I need to pay attention to what these people are saying. <laughs> Somebody calls your name. You're like, shh. I do that anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get but to that have book. I, have I told you that I'm super smart? Yes. Yes. That you are immensely smart. Maybe. We're not sure. Borderline mess. Borderline. I'm in the top four percent. Which it turns out I had to do this practice test for this job interview, and it was on the Mensa website. And they, at the end, it says like. You have good chances of being a member in Mensa. You should do the actual supervised test for this. And I'm like, oh, oh I, that. I am so fucking smart. <laughs> and then I, I bragged so much about it that now every time I do dumb stuff, people go like, well, I thought you were smart. And this is really harsh. <laughs> what? It's true. It's true. I'm going to use that now, too. I thought you were smart. Why did you make that decision? You're supposed to be mentally smart. Yeah. Like, you can't spell this word. You can't. I'm like, I am good. Add a sequence of dots in a grid and how they will move in the next sequence. It has nothing to do with whatever it is we're talking about now. Give me nine dots. things with dots and I can tell you what the next sequence is going to be. Like, this on it. Anything else? Don't think so. So, so you now you know, to men so smart, you just need to know the dots. So That's you're it. like smart on paper, not so much... I'm not even smart. book smart because clearly I have no memory for shit. I just I'm puzzle <laughs> smart. This is what I'm good at. This is abstract logical reasoning. This yeah. is I'm good at puzzles. We need those people in our world. They are engineers. No, I'm terrible at maths. I cannot do maths. <laughs> you can't do maths. How can you be smart and can't do math? I can do puzzles. I'm telling you, it's okay. it's about I'm what's so the sure next symbol in this sequence. I'm not so sure how that's going to compute to. Not sure being uh, smart in the world, but nevertheless, you do you. <laughs> and and honestly, I am tempted to do the Mensa test, but only so I don't actually want to be a member of Mensa. I hear they don't use their intelligence for good things, mm. uh, and also it costs money, and I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> but I want to do the test just to be able to put in my email signature. Mensa could be Mensa member. Mensa member. Mensa smart. Mensa Leah. I will now be known as Mensa Leah. Uh, exactly. And, and the funny part is, like, when this happened, I would I was talking about it, and some people are like, "What's Mensa?" I'm like, well, clearly you are not smart enough to even have this conversation with me. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little bit, uh, <clears throat> a little bit braggy there. Not very Swedish. The ego, me. tiny bit. Yeah, you got, you got a little bit big. But, you know, I've done enough stupid things since this test to know <laughs> that that I might be Mensa smart, but I'm not uh, smart, smart in real life smart. I still remember nothing and uh, I still have Swiss cheese memory. And yeah, so good. But uh, next week we're reading Your Choice. Yes. Uh, book Boyfriend. Book Boyfriend. We had to take a little break from Rory in a Kilt. We will come back with that yes. after Book Boyfriend. It turns out Rory in a Kilt is very, very long. So yes. we're going to need some extra time for that. Um, and it's so, very Scottish and Gaelic. So 
we had to learn a new language to listen. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's been a it's been a little bit of a struggle. So we took a little break and read this very quick book by Claire Kingsley called Book Boyfriend. So we'll talk about that next week. And if you want to read along with us, it's only about six and a half hours. Yes, should be doable. Doable. An hour a day, and you're done. There we go. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. We'd rather be reading is an original podcast by Jerica Siron and Leah Sanfer. The music for The Penguins, written and performed by David Allred from the album The Transition, courtesy of Erased Tapes. Please check him out on Spotify and check us out on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at We'd Rather Be Reading and, and Twitter at We'd Rather Read. You can also email us at We'd Rather Be Reading the Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.